Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. This is the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's your host, Jack Jones. We're heading into week 13 NFL and college football conference championship week. Brandon Lee and I went 4-2 and two on our free picks uh, last week. I carried my weight uh, this time with a 3-0 and sweep. I won on Kansas State in college football, the Dolphins in the NFL, in my 10-point teaser on the Chargers, Ravens, and Panthers. Brandon went 1-2. and two. Uh, He lost on East Carolina in college football and the Panthers in the NFL, but he won his 10-point teaser on the Browns, Patriots, and Dolphins. Uh, we'll take a 4-2 and two week nonetheless, and the Panthers were... Winning the whole game until the final second, so that was a tough one to swallow. Uh, I had that one on my premium card too, Brandon. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a tough one to watch. Uh, just a couple plays, you know, the fourth and three or the long pass, the missed field goal. Um, a lot of things. That, I mean, at worst case, we should have probably got a push, and unfortunately, we got the loss. So that happens over the course of the season. So take it for what it's worth, and for, glad you uh Carried your weight here and got us, you know, winning record. Yep, you got me the uh, the previous week too. So uh, definitely helping each other out here and uh, not losing for everybody. So um, we're now one thirty six, seventy eight, and eight over our last forty football podcasts over the past three seasons. We're fifty twenty four and two this season alone. That's sixty eight percent winners, uh, and we have six more free picks for you this weekend. We have our NFL free picks and our NFL teasers. And we also have one pick each in, in uh, for a conference foot or a conference championship Saturday. There's six teams fighting to make the four team playoffs, so this playoff has definitely created the drama that the the playoff committee has intended. And the big question really is Oklahoma versus Ohio State. If Alabama beats Georgia, uh, the playoff has Oklahoma ranked number five, one spot ahead of Ohio State. What do you think uh, we should do uh, between these two teams, Brandon? Uh, it's a, a really tough one for me. I, I think both teams have a legit argument. Uh, I think Oklahoma has the better loss, uh, where Ohio State might have the better wins. Um, I think they played a little bit tougher schedule. Uh, just, you know, the Big Ten being, in my opinion, uh, better than the Big 12, at least from top to bottom. Uh, however, I, I this is a tough one for me, seeing Ohio State leapfrog Oklahoma just based off I mean they they pretty much compared the resumes up to this point so it's hard for me to see them you know pick Oklahoma ahead of Ohio State this week and then flip-flop that if you know both teams were to win uh though I, I personally in my own opinion I would probably have Ohio State ahead I, I think a lot gets made of Kyler Murray in the Oklahoma offense uh but uh Ohio State has a pretty good quarterback of their own uh Dwayne Haskins 42 touchdown passes, leads the country, five more than the next best player. Um, and he's also second to Gardner Minshew in uh, total passing yards. So it, it's going to be a big debate um, from all the rest of this week up to these games and then uh, up to when they make their final decision next Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's about as close Sunday. as it, Yeah, yep. I think it's about as close as it gets, man. I, I don't really have a – too much of an opinion. I I don't think Ohio State could have jumped Oklahoma this week just because they were so far down in the polls uh, before last week. So I think that had a big big reason to do with it, and that's just punishing Ohio State for you know the close wins against Maryland and a few other teams. But both of them have their share of bad close wins, and uh, 
you know, I would actually, if I, if these two were playing on a neutral, I'd probably take Ohio State. I still think they have the better defense, even though both defenses are terrible. I think they have a slightly better defense. Um, but it's going to play itself out on Saturday. Uh, maybe Oklahoma or Ohio State gets upset. We'll see. Uh, let's start out with our college football free picks. Brandon, uh, you go first. Yeah, I'll take uh, the Memphis Tigers plus three and a half over the UCF Knights in the AAC title game. I was already leaning towards taking uh, Memphis in this one um, prior to the injury to UCF quarterback Mackenzie Milton. Uh, so no way I'm not taking them here as a dog, uh, especially uh, getting the hook on the field goal. I, I just think this is one of those cases where uh, the UCF's been so good and they've got this massive winning streak that it, it's just hard for the books to adjust and make this line right to where – I just don't think people realize how much Milton meant to that team. Um, I, I, I would definitely, in my opinion, I, I think Memphis is the better team without Milton on the field. Uh, so for me, it's a pretty much a no-brainer here. I, I got no doubt the Knights are going to play their hearts out um, for their fallen quarterback. Um, but no, at the same time, they're not going to be any more motivated than Memphis is for this game. The Tigers have lost seven games the last two seasons, and three of them have come against this UCF team. Uh, none more excruciating than the 31-30 home loss earlier this season, uh, where they had a 30-14 to lead in the first half. They didn't score in the second half, and then botched the clock uh, when they were driving for a potential game-winning field goal late. Uh, sometimes teams can lose their edge. Uh, when they go up against a team that loses a star player like UCF here with Milton. Uh, but that's not going to happen with re- the kind of revenge that Memphis is playing with and this being a conference title game. It, they certainly didn't let it affect them last week when they took on Houston without their star quarterback, Derek King. I, I know there's more to UCF than Milton, uh, but I just think you know, going from a guy that was a legit Heisman contender uh, to a guy under center with little to no experience more times than not things aren't going to go well Dario Mack Jr. is going to get the start here he he did start one game earlier against East Carolina and, and he played the second half last week against South Florida uh, he he's arguably a better runner than Milton um, but he's only completed 49% of his pass attempts and hasn't thrown a single touchdown in 43 attempts and and for me, that's I know he hasn't played a lot, but he's also came in and he he's played two really bad defenses in UCF and East Carolina, and to not just have one touchdown pass or a higher completion percentage is a very scary thing for me going into this game. Uh, I I think Memphis proved in the first meeting that they can score against UCF, and I just don't think the Knights are going to be able to keep pace uh, without Milton at quarterback. Um, I also think Memphis is a team riding a huge wave of momentum going down the stretch. Uh, they could have easily thrown in the towel uh, after that loss to UCF where they were 1-3 in league play. Uh, they've won out since then, and now you know, not only can they win a conference championship, but they can put an end to this uh, winning streak to UCF. So uh, this line opened at 5.5. Uh, it got down to 3. Um, I jumped on it at 3.5 as soon as it went right back up. So... I would highly recommend getting it now. I have a hard time believing it's going to go any higher than three and a half and uh, would actually anticipate this thing going back down uh, closer to a pick 'em. 
Yeah, I like this pick a lot, Brandon, and I agree with the line move down here. Uh, no McKenzie Milton gives UCF almost no chance to win this game, and I'm actually surprised they're still favored. Uh, just not a big enough adjustment for him being out. Um, their offense has been carrying them all season, and it's been mostly Milton. Uh, and now I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Memphis uh, without him. Plus, Memphis obviously wants revenge from blowing that double-digit lead in that gut, gut-wrenching one-point loss. I mean, they also lost to UCF in overtime in the AAC championship game last year um, and got beat in the regular season. So they'll, they'll be playing with triple revenge. So uh, can't possibly be more motivated here if you're Memphis. And uh, I really like the way this team's playing right now. Had them, I was big on them last week. They amassed 610 total yards against Houston in their 21-point win. They rushed for 401 behind one of the best players in the country that nobody knows about. Daryl Henderson rushed for seven, has rushed for 1,700 yards, 19 touchdowns. He's averaging 8.6 yards per carry this season. He's a huge back. He's tough to bring down, and he, he has unbelievable uh, explosiveness and quickness for a big guy. I, I can see him doing some big things at the next level. Uh, definitely one of my favorite players to watch. He, he, uh, he rushed for 199 yards on UCF in their first meeting. UCF is giving up 212 rushing yards per game this season. That includes 262 per game in their last four games. Uh, so I think Henderson will have a big game here, and uh, I think he's going to lead the Memphis to victory. Yeah, for sure. I, I think this is kind of one of those uh, uh, trap, like not trap, but uh, we kind of talked about it last week where a team's been such a good bet for so many people for so long that the books know the public is going to keep taking UCF because they just haven't failed them yet. So I, I just think that's what we're seeing here with this line. Um, I think if – you know, they had to give a true number. I, I believe Memphis will be favored, like just like you said. Yeah, yep. If you've been going against UCF, you've been losing money for sure. Uh, so here's a chance for you to get some money back uh, if if you have been one of those people. Um, right on, yep. All right, I'm going to go with Ohio State, minus 14 against Northwestern, the Big Ten Championship. Uh, because Ohio State came out ranked number six in the playoff rankings this week, they know they need style points to get in. Uh, this really feels like a few years ago when they needed style points against Wisconsin. They were actually underdogs in that game and won 59 nothing. Got in over TCU um, after that performance. And uh, they, they know how to put the hammer down when they need to. And they certainly put the hammer down last week, scoring 62 points against uh, Michigan's number one ranked defense in the country. I don't know that I've seen a more impressive performance all season. And it just shows what they're capable of when their mind's right. Um, I thought... Uh, Northwestern was overrated most of the season. They've squeaked out a ton of close wins uh, to win the Big Ten West, and basically everyone in the division uh, fell apart around them to help them out. Uh, I mean, this is a Northwestern team that's only outscoring teams by two points per game on the season. I just think they're a fraud, and uh, this will easily be Northwestern's toughest challenge of the season. I like the fact that this game is played indoors in the Dome in Indianapolis as well. Uh, that's going to favor Ohio State's high-powered offense. Buckeyes average 43 points a game, 544 yards per game this season. And when I'm laying double digits, I'd need it to be with a good offense that can hang a big number. Ohio State definitely fits that bill. Um, I just don't know how Northwestern can keep up. This is a Northwestern offense that only scores 23.7 points per game this season. They're one-dimensional. They only average three yards per carry. Basically have had no running game since Jeremy Larkin went out with a season-ending injury. And I don't think Clayton Thorson is capable of hanging with Ohio State in a shootout here. 
Uh, I don't think this game will ever be close, but say Ohio State's up 10 in the final minutes, they won't simply kneel on it. They'll go down and try to score for some style points. So we have that in our back pocket if we need it. I really like Ohio State this week. Yeah, uh, this is one I'm going to wait to play. I've got my eye on it. Um, I I just think so much of Ohio State's performance hinges on what happens in the Oklahoma-Texas game earlier in the day. Uh, I think if Oklahoma loses, I think you're 100% right, and Ohio State wins here by 20-plus and you know maybe blows the doors open like they did against Wisconsin a couple years ago. However, if Oklahoma looks good and, you know, they beat Texas by 20 points, I I just don't I don't know how you can think in your mind that no matter what Ohio State does that they will leapfrog uh the Sooners in the poll. And the only other scenario I mean is for Ohio State in this game to matter is for Alabama and Clemson to lose and and Alabama could possibly lose and probably still get in so i i really think oklahoma has to lose uh for this to be a play for me yeah that's a tough one to kind of figure out well what ohio state's motivation would be um i just think they're going to be max motivated either way just because you know that year they got in over tcu tcu would beat iowa state by like 53 so um and and they'd still leapfrog tcu so right but that like that's kind of where this is like that year they got credit because they beat a really good Wisconsin team where TCU got discredited for beating an, a bad Iowa State team. Like yeah. Oklahoma is going to get more credit for beating Texas than Ohio State is going to get for beating Northwestern. I agree with that 100% too. Um, yeah. So that, that's where I think the slight difference, but yep. then, you know, I mean, who's to say Clemson can't win uh, or can't lose? I, I mean, they did lose to Pitt a couple of years ago, right? So for sure, yeah, it, yeah. There, I, I, there could be some wild results this weekend. We just you don't never know. know. Yeah, yep. So, so chances are they probably played out. But for me personally, I mean, if Texas w- wins that game, I will definitely be on Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I get your point there, one hundred percent too. Even so. if it goes up to like seventeen, I still <laughs> yeah. just Yep. All right, let's move on to the NFL this week. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go right back to the team that burned me last week. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers minus three and a half on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still think Carolina was the right side in that game. I watched it from start to finish. Uh, Even though the ticket didn't cash, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. Um, It was almost like they got a little too comfortable in the second half. Newton made that really bad interception uh, where they could have like went out by double digits and you know, give credit to Russell Wilson in Seattle. They, they made the plays when they needed to the most. But I, I still really like this Carolina team. Um, I, I do think the public perception is that they're the better team. And I, I think this will be a small public play to some degree. Um, just because I don't think people trust the Bucks and aren't going to you know, overreact to them beating the 49ers. I know I'm certainly not. Uh, but I, I still think the fact that Carolina's lost three in a row is helping us with the number here. It's keeping it lower than it would be, um, you know, had they won two of the three or maybe all three because they easily could have. Um, I don't. I, I would love for this to be, you know, only minus three like it was last week. But I, I think Carolina wins by a touchdown. Um, so I got no problem laying anything up to seven here. Um, I just think Panthers have shown are, are better than what they've shown the last two games. And now with their backs against the wall, they're going to uh, uh, deliver the goods for us. Uh, they, these two teams have played once already this season. 
Uh, Carolina won the game 42-28. Uh, pretty impressive win, but not as impressive as it, as it actually was. They had a 35-7 lead with over four minutes to play in the second quarter. At that point in the game, they had a 248-90-yard uh, edge in total yards. So uh, they were completely the better team. And then, you know, the Bucks made a little bit, made it look good in the second half. Um, I, I could see some people being a little excited about how the Bucks defense played against the 49ers uh, as they limited San Francisco to just nine points. Um, for me, I, I just think that was poor execution by Nick Mullins and the 49ers offense. Uh, there's no, really no other way to score nine points when you're averaging when you average 5.7 yards per play. Um, they weren't outgained by that much either. I, I think we all kind of fell in the trap, or at least I did, uh, that Mullins, you know, was going to come in and continue to put up big numbers after torching the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Uh, I just think it turns out Oakland is uh, as bad as is as as it gets, I guess, right now. So they they made Mullins look a lot better than he actually is, and uh, that's just one of the big reasons why you know I'm not reading into that game last week. We saw. A few weeks ago, we you know we talked about this game. Uh, they held uh, the Redskins to just 16 points and 286 total yards. Uh, the very next week, they allowed 38 points uh, to a New York Giants team that had scored 20 or fewer in six of their nine games leading up to that uh, contest. Um, you know, I know the the Bucks have a good offense here, and I fully expect them to score points. I, I just think the, the Panthers can get enough stops to where they can win here by at least a touchdown. And uh, chances are we see uh, Tampa revert back to their old form of turning the football over uh, after winning the turnover battle for the first time since week one last week. So uh, give me Carolina minus three and a half, and uh, uh, I'm confident they'll come through for it this through for us this time yeah these damn panthers have cost us the last two weeks i like your stubbornness here though brandon and uh i think they get a win and cover this week as well bucks are definitely a mash unit on offense and defense missing several key players it's a big reason why i was on the 49ers last week but obviously that didn't matter i mean the line went from plus three and a half down to plus one i thought for sure i was on the wrong side but i wasn't uh, but i think the bucks are getting some love from that win and i think uh panthers definitely Goodbye, low opportunity on them after three straight loss losses. I uh, like the fact that the Panthers hung 42 points on Tampa. Uh, could have scored more if they didn't take their foot off the gas. And they had 478 total yards against a good Seattle defense last week and obviously should have won. Uh, bets on road teams who have failed to cover three of the last four against the spread in December games are 38-13 and 13 against the spread over the last five seasons. That's a 75% win rate. Um, so I... I think you're on the right side here. I, I, it might get down to three. It looks like, I mean, based on, you know, where the line's at right now. Uh, but, I, I mean, if anything, you guys, you know, if, you got, if you're got if you laying minus three and a half and you have the chance to buy it to minus three for, like, minus 125 or less, I would recommend doing that. So Yeah, and if you're feeling confident laying the three and a half, why not wait to see if it goes to three because there's not not as big a difference between three and three and a half as there is from, like, three and a half to five. So, you know, why not just try and get that field goal if it's going to go that way? And, uh, you know, great system there. Uh, definitely, um, you know, pretty much backs my theory of why I'm taking them in this spot. So uh, come on, Cam. I, and, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's been unbelievable in this offense of late. So they've really figured out how to utilize him. And I just uh, I'm going to go with my, you know, gut and my eye that Tampa Bay's defense is not as good as it looked last week. Yep. Feed the horse, baby. Keep giving it to McCaffrey. He's fun to watch, man. Um, 
I'm going to go with the Bills plus five at the Dolphins this week. I was on both the Bills and Dolphins last week. They were my top play winners, uh, my only two winners in a two and three Sunday. But I'm sticking with the Bills uh, this week and fading the Dolphins. Dolphins go for me in nine-point road underdogs. The the Colts to now five-point favorites at home against the Bills. 14-point adjustment on the spread from last week. And I just think it's too much. I believe the Bills to be the better of these two teams. And Miami has uh, one of the worst home field advantages in the NFL. So they can't be laying five points here. This line should be Miami minus two and a half or minus three. Uh, So I definitely think there's some value on the Bills. Uh, Trust the Bills more because of their defense. They actually rank second in the NFL in total defense this season. They're third in the NFL in yards yards per play allowed behind only the Ravens and Bears. And the offense got a jolt last week with Josh Allen returning at quarterback to beat the Jaguars. Uh, the Bills have stayed remarkably healthy this season. They only have four players on the injury report. Two of those are questionable. One is backup quarterback Derek Anderson, and tight end Charles Clay is also questionable. So they basically only have two players out for the season. Miami has 11 players lost to season-ending injuries. Two are receivers, Albert, Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant, two of their best playmakers. And Dan, Danny Amendola is questionable this week with a knee injury. Uh, having Ryan Tannehill back does help the Dolphins, but he is lacking weapons on the outside. Dolphins only managed 340, 314 total yards against the Colts last week. That's a bad Colts defense. They gave up 455 total yards, were outgained by 141 yards. But the Colts kept them in the game by committing three turnovers. Uh, Miami's 0-8 against the spread in their last eight home games uh, against a poor offensive team that averages four 0.75 or fewer yards per play. Dolphins also 18, 46, and 3 against the spread their last 67 home games against a team with a losing road record. So when they're at home and they're playing a team that, you know, isn't the greatest team or is below 500, uh, they just do not perform up to expectations. Uh, Buffalo's 7 and 3 against the spread their last 10 meetings with Miami. Uh, I, I just think this is too much here. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I, I was on Buffalo as well last week against Jacksonville, um, but it was not so much a play on the Bills as it was a play against uh, the Jaguars coming off that awful, awful loss to the Steelers. Um, I, I just don't know that I can get on board with taking Buffalo uh, again this week as a short road dog. Uh, you know, prior to putting up 41 on the Jets a couple weeks ago, this team was on pace to be the worst offense the NFL has ever seen. Um, they have, you know, Josh Allen's back, but he, I think he was like eight of 19 or something for 160 yards that I just have a hard time seeing teams be competitive in the league right now, at least on a consistent basis without an average passing attack. And they, they don't have any passing attack and it's just really hard to go on the road and just think you're going to run all over a team. Um, I do want to point out that does not mean I'm taking the Dolphins here. I just won't be playing Buffalo. Um, just, just you know, you, you kind of talked about Miami being a bad home team, but they're four and one at home this year. I, I know it's more time based what you're going on, but I just can't trust the Bills. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Can't do yeah. it. That's all right. Let's let's have Miami win by four or less, and and. Uh... We'll take it. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, they just don't, they're not the type of team that's going to put a team away, you know, so I just don't, I don't trust them to lay this kind of, these kind of points. Uh, I know it's less than a touchdown. I mean, it's usually doable, but. As long as they can keep it close and, you know, Josh Allen doesn't have to throw it 25 times, so he doesn't have to throw a bunch of picks. I uh, I like your chances. If they get down 
double digits early, it's probably over. So we can't have that for sure. Well, they've got to do good on you know first down. They can't like they just got can't be having to throw every third and nine. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, that was the Jags defense. I mean, I know they the Jags look like they've quit, but their defense is still pretty good. So I I, I give them a little bit of a pass there for sure. Yeah, maybe game. they're on to something. You never yeah, know. Yeah, this Dolphins defense is pretty bad. It um, is. All right, let's finish off the podcast with a couple of NFL teaser winners just like last week. What's yours this week? All right, I'm going to do another three-team ten-pointer. It's uh, a little bit unconventional, I would say. Uh, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns from plus six up to plus 16 um, against the red-hot Texans in their eight-game winning streak. I really like what I've seen from Baker Mayfield and this Cleveland team. I think you know they could win that game outright, but you know why not take them up more than two touchdowns? Uh, Chiefs minus five, um, taking them from minus 15 down to minus five at Oakland. Uh, Andy Reid doesn't lose after buys. Uh, this Chiefs team is too good, too talented, and Oakland isn't trying to win games. So I have no problem laying a five there with KC. And lastly, I'm going to take the Patriots from um, you know minus five and a half to plus five or plus four and a half, whatever you can get. Um, New England doesn't lose at home in December, so that's pretty much all you need to know there. And if it is, it's going to be by a field goal or less. That's just just seems to be how it works. Yeah, man, I agree with this one. I know it's a little unconventional, but I can't see either of these, any of these teams losing. And the Browns plus six were on my short list of teams to use for the free pick, so uh, I like it. I'm going to do a 10-point teaser on the Seahawks pick'em, Rams pick'em, Bills plus 15. Seahawks just have to beat the 49ers at home. Rams have to beat the Lions on the road. And I'm doubling down on my free pick on the Bills, getting them to plus 15 and over two touchdowns against the Dolphins. Yeah, don't blame me there. If you like Buffalo at plus four, you got to like them at plus 15. <laughs> yeah, I don't normally do that, but uh, that looked, it, it was tough to come up with some options this week for some reason, but... Yeah, I feel I feel confident they're going to stay within 15. So, um, hopefully, Brandon and I uh, have proven ourselves on these free picks over the last three seasons, especially this season. Uh, but there's a lot more profit you're missing out on if you aren't signing up for our premium picks. Uh, Brandon, let the listeners know how you're doing and uh, where they can find you. Yeah, everything's going really well right now. Um, I'm really hitting, um, you know, the books hard in both the NFL and college basketball. Uh, currently number three ranked NFL handicapper. I got a 41-17, 71% run over my last 58 NFL picks. Uh, 10 and four over my last 14 college basketball plays, hitting 66% on every college basketball play that I've released in the month of November, December, going back over the last few years. Um, you can find me at www.sportscapping.com backslash brandon-lee.html. Nice man. Uh, I I uh, had a six zero and one Saturday. Another huge Saturday. I'm kind of disappointing the college football season regular season's coming to an end because it's been such a good Saturday run, um, but also a very profitable week overall. Uh, only loser was in the NFL, but basketball was uh, great, especially in the NBA. Uh, the past fifteen months seven seven forty nine five seventy four in all sports. One thousand dollar per game betters up over one hundred twenty three thousand. Uh, so if you bet a thousand bucks a game on every game, uh, you're averaging eight thousand dollars profit every month for the past fifteen months. One fifty three, one hundred two, last sixty seven days. Currently number three ranked overall, last sixty days. Uh, get yourself a thirty day passes 
for $400. That'll carry you through the majority of the bowl games, and you'll win in college football, NFL, NBA, and college basketball. You can find me at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Jack. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please feel free to leave a review. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure to come back next week for Week 14 NFL Free Picks. We'll also review our college football season win total bets. Thanks for listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at SportsCapping.com.